Okay, there we go. Now it does actually look like we're live. Sorry about that. Okay, good. So a good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody that's listening wherever and whenever this podcast finds you. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Bitcoin Weekly Wrap-Up for October 11th, 2019. This week's Weekly Roundup is sponsored by eToro, a trusted smart trading platform. It's over 12 years old. They trade $1 trillion in assets annually. They offer innovative tools and advanced charting uh, features that help you to be the best trader that you can be. And now they are offering a very cool option that's going to be going live uh, this month. It's called copy trading. And what that is, is that if you're a kind of a newer trader and you would like to copy the actual trades of very successful traders, what you can actually do is you go and you just find whoever you like you copy their trades and what happens is that a small percentage of your profits are then given to that person for the you know benefit of being able to kind of see under the hood so to speak and if you're actually a good trader and you do quite well you can actually go on there and through basically the social network that they have on there you can you know gain a, a kind of basically followings and when people copy your trades, you can actually earn a little bit of income. And it's almost as if you're just expanding uh, your, your portfolio and the amount of capital that you have. And you can actually make some side income doing what you're already doing. So you can connect with 11 million other traders to discuss charting, strategies, anything else that you can imagine. And if you go to digitalcrypto.com slash eToro, that's E-T-O-R-O. The link is, if you're watching on YouTube, right below in the description, uh, you can use that link. That's an affiliate link. But what that does is this. One, it lets them know that they came from me, right? So they uh, are, you know, happier. Uh, continue to be happy with uh, uh, me as a sponsor of the show. But you also get $50 that you can use to buy, sell, and trade Bitcoin. So everybody wins. Everybody's happy. Head to didyouknowcrypto.com. That's didyouknowcrypto.com slash E-T-O-R-O. So let's look at the price. Uh, price has rebounded. And actually, let me look at what the current price is right at this moment. Now, it's about the same as uh, as when I uh, wrote the note down earlier today. Um, 80, about 8,500, and that's as of 10-10-2019. Uh, uh, and it's up from the 7,900 range. It was bouncing around earlier this week. Uh, some have speculated that it was due to the possibility of Bitwise's Bitcoin ETF being approved or UNICEF announcing that it would accept crypto-based donations. But... Um, I, I, I kind of basically read that take on it prior to today, uh, Thursday, uh, the 10th of October, that the ETF was actually denied. Uh, so that's it, really no effect on the price. Uh, since it didn't go down, we can roughly guess that it had no effect on the price going up. Um, so, you know, Bitcoin price is fickle and it's hard to determine. So, you know, tread carefully. Trade safely, trade securely, use eToro. Uh, but, you know, maybe we can start putting the ramen, putting that ramen back in the pantry, everybody. So let's check in with our weekly kind of segment I've been doing on Libra. So yesterday on Wednesday, October 9th, the House Financial Services Committee announced that, in fact, Mark Zuckerberg will testify before Congress on the 23rd of October on the topic of, I quote, an examination of Facebook and its impact 
uh, impact on the financial service and housing sectors. So this is on the heels of committee chairwoman Maxine Waters introducing a bill that effectively block large companies like Facebook from creating something like Libra. And this is, as I said last week, it's public spectacle for us. Um, you know, to think that what's, it, it's just, it's a public spectacle so that we think that maybe what's happening behind closed doors isn't the actual negotiations and conversations that are the important ones. Um, if Libra was DOA, Mark wouldn't be coming to the table. Um, so I think this kind of does bode well for Libra, in my opinion, if he's willing to actually go and do this little dog and pony show. Um, and, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to see what his testimony is and if there's any fireworks. But as always, a lot of this stuff is already kind of pre-known. Sometimes you get caught off guard, though. You never know. Uh, the next Libra story is the announcement of an open source Libra project dubbed Open Libra. Uh, this was announced at the uh, Ethereum DevCon Developer Congress uh, by a Mr. Lucas Geiger, who's a co-founder of a startup called Wireline. And this uh, Open Libra project is also backed by 30 different blockchain companies and nonprofit organizations. So basically, it's going to be a stablecoin that's uh, pegged to Libra and a, basically a fork of the Libra code. Uh, and... They promise that any application that is running um, or will run on Libra will basically be able to be dragged and dropped into open Libra. Uh, so what we have is a stable coin pegged to a coin pegged to fiat currencies, which is so very novel. Uh, <laughs> Geiger claimed that the uh, Libra tech was brilliant and likely to become the currency of the internet. But wait, isn't Ethereum also supposed to be the currency of the internet? But I'm just confused now. Uh, they summed up their position saying that in, and this is in quote, in Libra we trust, but in Facebook we do not, unquote. Now, this makes absolutely no sense since if they're saying they don't trust the Libra Association, why would you create a project that is forever not even just intertwined, but in, like inexorably connected to, to Libra uh, and the currency that it controls. So if Libra fails, so does this project. So it doesn't make any sense at all. They admit that Libra's governance is insecure and that makes Libra a fragile reserve currency. So once again, why peg your project to it? This is kind of more, in my opinion, Ethereum BS at its finest. Talking a, don't talking out both sides of their mouth, saying that it's going to be the currency of the future, but also it's bad and it's insecure. So obviously, pegging a stablecoin to that makes so much sense. Um, this story also slides well um, into the next one, which is about the Ethereum developers uh, basically telling the world what Bitcoiners have been saying for years that. Da, da, dum. Ethereum 1.0 was not built to scale, but don't worry, 2.0 is totally going to do that. Problem is that it's all built on trust that Vitalik and the Ethereum team are being honest this time. Their pitch is basically being, yeah, you know, we lied for years saying it could scale, but we totally aren't when we say 2.0 will. The Ethereum Genesis sale document, basically their ICO, 
in the terms and conditions it specifically promised it would give developers a scalable network. And this specific promise has since been re uh, taken out of the document if you go to the Ethereum Foundation. And to be honest, they did talk about scalability being achieved in upgrades in 2.0 and 3.0 versions, but they never once mentioned that really until the last month or so that they always knew 1.0 couldn't scale. Um, obviously, if they had, if they went like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, if in 2017 they were like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Ethereum's actually not meant to scale until much, much later in the future when we can kind of figure this out, that would have caused the value to plummet, other people to look around for Ethereum killers to, to do their ICOs on, and it would have limited it, it's already limited use already. Um, so they had to sell a lie to hopefully maybe, you know, totes trust us reach, you know, an iteration in the future that they actually, you know, could deliver on this. So, you know, the responses are quite predictable. Bitcoin has criticized Ethereum and Ethereum bank holders responded by calling Bitcoin, um, what do they call Bitcoiners? Uh, like, uh, what do they call it? Catholic fascists who don't, who hate everything that's not them. Uh, for, you know, doing nothing but pointing out the obvious for years and then finally saying, yeah, you kind of are just saying what we said. So anyways, it's it's, it's always very interesting to see these kind of, uh, well, it's, it's not interesting, it's sad. But anyways, I'll leave you guys to do more digging on it if you really want to. And the last story of the day is the darkest. It's the IRS dropping the first Bitcoin tax guidance in about five years. Uh, namely a terrible take on airdrops and forks. Effectively, anyone holding Bitcoin or any other current, current cryptocurrency during a fork is required to declare the fork coins you get. So say back in August 2017, um, if you would have held one Bitcoin and you got airdrop Bitcoin cash, but you never ever touched it and let's just say you never wanted to and never planned to and died never having touched it, you would still owe the taxes on the $240 or however many Bitcoins that you control. But not just Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Diamond, Bitcoin Super Bitcoin or whatever the other 50 or 100 different Bitcoin forks that there are at any given time. And you have to declare that as a capital gain for that year if you have control of them, i.e. you hold your own private keys. Now, if you are on Coinbase and they never gave you your Bitcoin Gold or whatever, then you don't have to declare that. But if they did end up giving it to you retroactively, you do. Um, so this is basically a tax on people who hold their own private keys. Um, so if, you know, it's, 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 it's really, I don't know, it's a terrible take. This also applies to airdrops that you receive from holding Ethereum or any other of these, you know, Neo or whatever, where airdrops will randomly come in. You didn't, it's not even that you participate in ICO and you got an airdrop to your uh, Ethereum address. It's sometimes airdrops just occur to every Ethereum um, uh, private key holder. And like I said, you know, this is a terrible take because this is like someone like if let's say you live in Michigan and someone tosses a beer bottle from their truck and it rolls into your yard. And even though you never asked for that beer bottle, you didn't want that beer bottle. You actually end up throwing it in the trash. You would now owe tax on that 10 cents that you could get for that recycling deposit. doesn't matter whether it got buried under leaves. You never saw it. 
you know, and end up breaking. And, and, you know, 20 years later, it's just now it's just a, a glass that's breaking down in your soil. It, you still owe it. So some on Twitter have actually played out scenarios where someone hard forks, hard forks Bitcoin multiple times to wash trade and pump price and then sell off these basically worthless, worthless assets um, with you now, anybody holding private keys, owing tax on this stuff on something that's essentially wor a worthless after the event, but briefly established a price you could be taxed on. Uh, Bruce Fenton also came up with a plan to fork Bitcoin, uh, drive up its value and send members of Congress private keys to wallets having access to that forked coin, which would meet the criteria that those congressmen people actually control the coins because it was you know sent to whatever physical address that, that they would get their mails out or mail out, or maybe just going up to each one of them and physically handing it to them and in a roundabout way, creating this taxable event for them. Um, I think this decision is going to be a ripe opportunity for people to, you know, game the system causing, you know, major, major headaches for any Bitcoin holder. So this is a, a bad news overall for, in, in my opinion. So but that is it for this week's weekly roundup. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, please leave a review on iTunes. Just go to my website at didyouknowcrypto.com. Click on the Apple icon and leave a review. Um, also show some love to my sponsors uh, at eToro. Go to didyouknowcrypto.com slash E-T-O-R-O. They offer the best place to buy, sell, and trade Bitcoin with the largest trading community, low fees, High security, so just head over to diginocrypto.com slash eToro, and you're going to get that 50 bucks too, by the way. So everybody wins in this. Thanks again for listening. Please reach out. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Email me, whatever. Ask me any questions that you'd like. I love hearing from you guys. And uh, once again, thanks for listening.